Blog Talk Radio. The R2 Sports Livecast is brought to you by Mad Chef's Pizza and is live from Evansville, Indiana. We are your fix for high school and college sports. Check us out at r2livecast.wordpress.com on Facebook and on Twitter at R2 Sports Podcast. Hey, yo. You're either with us or you're against us. And it's real, real simple. It's showtime. And welcome to another episode of the R2 Sports Livecast. My name is Rick Riggin, and this is another breakdown of week two of the SIC football here in Evansville, Indiana. Uh, the SIAC, all the teams, another dominating performance here in week two. They go 7-1 once again, just like they did in week one. That brings their two-week total to 14-2, and two, dominating teams outside of our region. And joining me right now is a podcast first-timer and former position coach for the Central Bears, Xavier Bryson. X, what's going on? Oh, not a whole lot, man. Just getting ready to recap and give you guys a little bit of breakdown of last week's game and some of the upcoming previews of this week. Now, X will be a uh, permanent contributing member here to the R2 Sports Livecast, and I really need to get you a soundbite whenever you come on. I mean, I don't really have anything for you now. I can give you this one. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> will that work? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That's just fine. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, X, let's get into this, man. Uh, start off with Memorial Henderson County. Uh, Memorial dominated Jasper last week. That was the R2 Sports Livecast game of the week. Uh, they did that one on the uh, outstanding defense, really. And then the arm of uh, Michael Lindauer and the legs of Kenyon Irvin really took over. Uh, Kenyon Irvin so far this year, X, is playing like a beast. But they take on Henderson County this week or this past weekend and winning that game 54 to 7. Do you have any stats for us for that game? For that game, I do have some stats for you, Rick. Actually, Moore is looking pretty good. Like I said, starting off 2 and 0, their offensive breakdown in the last two games has done pretty well. They've completed over half of their percentages. They have 35 attempts in the last two games and they completed 27 of for a total of 257 yards. Which is pretty good. It brings it up to almost a First down per pass and averaging over 128 yards a game. Now, with that being said, our junior running back, reminds you folks, he's only a junior, so we have this season and also the next season to watch him do what he that's does. That's a good best. point. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, he's going to be there. They're going to be strong. Now, go ahead. Over the past two games, the junior tailback has carried the ball for over 72 times with a total of 578 rushing yards. That's eight yards per carry and over almost close to 300 yards a game. And he had the longest carry of 95 yards. And to me, it seems like somebody was holding the turbo button on Madden watching this kid run because he's just on the special <laughs> Rick watch. I like it. Yeah. Well, I saw him in action last week, and he lives up to everything you're saying right now. He, he's a very impressive running back here in the city. And am I uh, – my show the other day, you know, the preview of week two, actually, uh, 
you know, Wrights and Castle and Modern Day are kind of the uh, the big boys, the heavy hitters here in the conference. But I said the other day, watch out for Memorial this year. I think Memorial is the team to really look out for here in the SIAC. That's true. Like I said, they have the legs of their star running back right now, and they have them for another year. And also, they have a complete package, and that, that's what you need. You have to have everybody come together working as one and not just being individualized. You have to have one team to get that common goal, which is W, and that's what Memorial's doing right now. I look for them to go pretty far. Yeah, I really do too. Uh, ready to move on to the next game? I'm right with you, man. All right, let's do it. North and Indianapolis Broad Ripple. Uh, North gets a close win last week. I believe that game was 17-7 to against one of the Terre Holtz, Terre Holt North or South. Uh, this week they play Indy Broad Ripple. They win that game 57-6. to uh, Do you have anything for us for North and Indy Broad Ripple? That game, it was a, it was a close one, as you said. But uh, North hasn't really relied on it. They haven't found their momentum, I guess I could say, as far as whether they want to go pass heavy or run heavy. I know as far as what I'm looking at their statistic-wise, they don't have many attempts of only 16 in the last two games, and they completed seven of them, which is a little below average. So, And it's only for about 23 yards per completion, big game. But, like I said, average on both games is only 80 yards. So that's kind of low, and they've only had two passing touchdowns. While the carrying isn't too bad as well. They've had a few more carries than Memorial had, not quite as many yards, but – they still pulled in almost close to 100 rushing yards, well, 100 carries, excuse me, with about five and a quarter together. 276 rushing yards. That's pretty good. So it kind of seems like they're going to lean towards run heavy this year. Got several rushing touchdowns. So I think. So struggling to find an identity. So far, that's what's uh, on tap for North right now. Well, they're going to have to find it quick because the team they're playing next week has found their identity, and that team is going to be – they play against Memorial at Enlo next week. So they're going to have their hands full, but a big win this past weekend, 57-6 to against Indy Broad Ripple. Next game we have Balsey and Washington. Balsey is our team here in the SIAC that still hasn't found themselves in the win column yet. They go up to Washington, they lose 24-6. to they also had a, a big loss last week. Like I said, it's the only team here in the conference without a win yet. What, X, what do you have for us for, for Balsey? Balsey, like you said, hasn't found that edge to pull out a win yet, starting off the season only two. But, you know, they should just find something. Uh, two games played, they've tried to go pass heavy, which it looks like they're just slinging the ball out there. They've attempted 33 passes the last two games and only completed 12 of them for a, a pretty low average of 3.64 completion percentage of the year and with only 100 passing yards. Now, I will say this. Even though they're slinging the ball, ball is a gunslinger right now, they seem to be throwing it to the wrong person. They seem to be throwing it to the other team instead of their team because <laughs> out of all 33 pass attempts, out of their 12 completions, Six of them got intercepted, so I'm not really sure who they're trying to play pass and catch with, but it should be. Hey, 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 so, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so I'm sure that they got to find – they got to dig down somewhere. I don't know what they need to find, but they got to find something to get on the track because 
it could be a long season for them if they don't get their they don't come together and find something that they need to get done to put a W in that column. They might end up ten and zero. Excuse me, not ten and zero. Yeah, oh, oh and 10. ten. Yeah, I got Sorry. You. <laughs> hey, it's totally all right, man. It's a podcast. It's totally cool. <laughs> Well, hey, if only this was basketball season for for Bossy. I mean, it, this would be the other way around. We'd be talking about them, and we will get into basketball once basketball season gets here. But I look for them to do great things in basketball. I, I said on my very first show, some of these athletes for basketball can find themselves themselves onto the football team. Maybe some of them are. Uh, when Houston gets on the show with us, he's actually a little more closer with them than what I am. But yep. it sounds like they need a few more athletes here on the football team. Yeah, that's true, Rick. Uh, when you think of Bossy, you really don't picture basketball. Well, you really picture basketball. You don't picture football too much. It's more of them going to state. They're high strung on basketball. Now, I can see them putting up 100 points a game in basketball. Football, not so much. I think their athletes are finding something to stay in shape before the court season hits up. Yeah, as for me, you know, being in high school in the 90s, that's how old I am. I do remember a time when Bossy was really yeah, was really good in football, had D1 talent. You know, they had some D1 players get picked up by some universities here, especially in the state and IU. And I wish Houston was here because I, I, I have – I had the player's name on the tip of my tongue. He's a standout athlete at Bossy and went to IU and did great things for IU, but I cannot think of his name right now, and I'm sorry. But, you know, you can – Tell me who that, that player was on Twitter, at Rigan underscore Rick, or on the podcast Twitter, the show Twitter, it's at R2 Sports Podcast. So maybe that's a trivia question. Who is the bossy standout in the 90s that played for IU? So uh, moving on, moving on. Castle against New Albany. Castle's one of these uh, SIAC powerhouses. You know, 5A, they ranked, I believe, 6th or 7th whatever poll you want to look at here in the state in Class 5A, they get a big win at New Albany, 35-32 for us for Castle. Castle, past few years, they've been an all-around, well-rounded team. They've been making it deep into the end of the season. They've pushed strong all year long. They've been up there competing for the city title as well as the other major schools. But this is a very close game, squeezing out one barely by a field goal against the New Albany team in northern Indiana. Um, I don't have any stats for them at the moment, but I'm sure. That's totally cool. Bit, this has been I'm the sure uh, Castle Castle's deal right now, one of these close games, 35-32. You know, it shows that they can hang in there late in the games and pull out a win because last week against Terre Haute South, I believe it was, or Terre Haute North, I always get my Terre Haute schools mixed up. They did have a late touchdown and won that game by two. So they are showing some uh, – you know, end of the game toughness, you know, putting it together drives at the end of the game when it really matters, hanging in there and getting the, getting the W and getting the job done. Man, like you said, hanging in there, you know, they always say fourth quarter counts. Or you come out in the second half and you push harder than you did in the first half because everybody's tired, everybody's ready to go, everybody's ready to get the game over with. So that's when you have to find that second win, push yourself to pull out that W. And like you said, They've been coming away pretty closely, winning by a total of five in the last two games. So they need to find something where they can push, be up a little bit, and then 
finish strong out and don't lag off or let another team come back on them because that would be disappointing to lose a game if you're up. Right, and, you know, they got a tough one next week. They they go up to the bowl and play against Wrights. And, and I will go ahead and announce right now that is the R2 Sports live cast game of the week. Uh, we will be at, at the bowl to watch Wrights versus Castle. And that was actually that was the game of the week last week, too, for me. I covered that one from the 140-degree press box there at Castle this time last year. And also, I've been told I can <laughs> announce this, too, right? Yeah, uh, you are not allowed Pretty to – I'm not trying to I'm not trying to pick on Castle or have, have fun with Castle here. But, you know, the game's at the bowl this year. You're not allowed to bring flour or throw flour, but I heard that you can't go ahead and douse yourself in flour before you go in. So, there you go. I mean, I'm not trying to have fun at Castle's expense, but I, I was told to go ahead and announce that. <laughs> right. Oh, but that is the R2 Sports Livecast game of the week this coming Friday night at the Bowl, Wrights versus Castle. It, this is a rivalry game as of late. You know, it, it's getting up there with Wrights and Modern Day every year. That's, that's the big one. That one draws close to 15,000 fans at the Bowl every year. Uh, this one is – yeah, you, I, I can remember about 10 years ago, uh, they had a big brawl pregame at midfield, right? Castle comes out. Stomps on the big R in the middle. The field jumps up and down. The rights players don't uh, take too kindly to that. So they basically just said this. I'm your huckleberry. And come out and get in a big brawl with Castle. So looking forward to getting out to that game this weekend. It was a close game last last year. Uh, this game came right down to the wire. Actually, Castle had a Hail Mary chance at the end. They just couldn't complete to win the game. But uh, Rice pulled out the big win last year. That's the game of the week this year and uh let's move on to the next game here x central and central versus paoli i actually i do have a stat for this game and this is probably the one of the most impressive stats that i've ever came across read i've ever even heard of but central wins this game 54 to 18 you know paoli comes in and visits visit central up at central stadium central scores seven touchdowns on 14 plays they only run 14 total plays in the first half Put up 54 points on seven touchdowns. X, what do you think about that? That's my team. You know, they're like a <laughs> coach for them. I'll continue coaching for them probably next season. But Central, Coach Owen, he's a great guy. He gets his team together. He gets them fired up. They're all on the same page. Would have come out to win 54 to 18 for an opening kickoff, for them to run it back at Millfield. It's unbelievable. You have that many drives and you score that many times and not turn the ball over or have to force the punt. I'm telling you, Central, there's a coming. That's a team to be reckoned with. It. And they have a lot of weapons. They have a ground game and have a pass game as well. Their starting running back wasn't able to play this game for unknown reasons, but like I said, you can't hold a good player down. And I'm sure he's hungry, ready to pack that rock and score a few more touchdowns to Central. Now, I, I'm looking forward to, to getting out to see Central play this year. I got to see them against Wrights last year. And it's actually, you know, Wrights won the game. It it, it was close for a while. Wrights ended up winning by a couple of touchdowns. You know, you expect Wrights, you know, at the time there, I believe they're ranked one or two in the state. And you kind of just it felt like and expected them to take over the game. But Central last year, and I, I love to see them this year, and hopefully they run the same offense but they run the wing T and you, if you've never seen the wing T offense, it, it's a, it's a different version of the triple option and it is just very run heavy. And it's really pretty to watch whenever you get to see it run, run correctly. But 
the wing T is like this offense Delaware ran like back in the forties, you know, just it's crazy offense. It's all about deception. You never, it's like the triple option, fake handoffs to the fullback, fake handoffs to running back, quarterback keepers. Uh, you just never quite know. They line up running backs in the, in the slot receiver, you know, so they multiple running backs on the field on just about every play. It's a really cool offense to watch. And I hope, I hope uh, that they, they're still doing that this year because it's really neat to see that. That is pretty neat to see that ran because one minute you can think the play is going over here. Everybody's hooping around like, where's the ball? The next minute the running back's over on the other side of the field running a touchdown and nobody anywhere is that. Coaches have to prepare. It's old school running pound game, but it's very effective when everybody plays the cards right. Yet, if the defense – Brings their A game. They have their ends crashing in or containing the outside pitch or run. Your linebackers are doing the same as well. They're containing or they're crashing in for the dive. Like I said, it's very tricky if the defense doesn't know what they're doing or the coaches. And like I said, it could be very costly if your defense is on point. They can cause fumbles. They can cause injuries running this. But as far as I've seen right now, Castle – not Castle, excuse me, Central is doing a very good job of running that offense. There's a play that just happened Friday where they hike the ball. Everybody thinks the running back's running left, and all of a sudden turn around the fullback and took it right up the middle for a 40-yard touchdown. Like I said, Rick, it's very old school, but it's very effective when it's ran right. Right, and I believe that offense also hinges on a very good offensive line, and I do believe just this last year I – I went to that right central game. You know, I right just had the uh central does have a very good offensive line, but right just had it a little bit bigger, better defensive line and just over the course of the game, right just imposed her will on the uh, central offense and towards the end of the game, central kind of got out of character, got away from the wing T offense and had just kind of go vertical, which is not their game plan. So that led to a, you know, it's a game all in all, but you just had the feeling that rights was just going to pull out the W there, and they end up winning by a couple touchdowns. They might have won by a couple touchdowns in the field goal. But, yeah, I'm just hoping that when I got to see Central, I, I want to see that wing tee. I want to see him run for about four or 500 yards of offense. And speaking of rights, like yeah, go ahead. I would like to see that. But also, like I said, rights is a tough powerhouse team as far as winning titles. It's always. And winning yeah, the high the school. State and win a high school state championship, let you know something. So they have titles to talk. They have a de- tough defense as well as offense, and those boys come to hit them. So that will be a good game of the week to go watch, Rick. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I can't wait till next week. And speaking of rights, you know, rights plays Terre Haute South this past Friday night. Terre Haute South comes down to the bowl. If you've never been to the rights bowl for a game, it's probably the best place in Indiana for high school football to watch a game. And I'll say that. I went to Central. But I'll go ahead. I'll say that about Wrights Bowl. Wrights is unbelievable for a football game. And it's probably, I, without going to any other stadiums here here across the state, it's probably once when the bowl is filled, which is what it usually is for Wrights games, it's probably the toughest place to play in Indiana. And Terre Haute South had that on their plate this Friday night. They come into the bowl and play against Wrights. And that game goes 34-13 in favor of rights. X, what do you got for us for that game? That is correct. First time I ever coached with Central at rights. 
I couldn't find where to get in at because it was regular season. But once I found the entrance and got down into the bowl, you look up, it's almost college like. Yeah, yeah. Tears. If you look down from the top of the bowl and you're at the top of those steps, if you take a one funky step, you're probably going to end up at the very bottom of the bowl. It's, it's kind of steep. Yeah, it's very steep. And like I said, you're standing on that field and it's Friday night lights. It feels like you're playing in another atmosphere. And for an opposing team to come into that, knowing the history of rights, what they can bring to the table as far as speed, power, strength, agility, all those things, not only on offense but defense as well, they have multiple weapons. That's kind of intimidating. I don't care who you are. Like I said, when I stepped in there, it brought back memories. But also, you know, I've never played it there before. I'm from Kentucky school, so I would be a little bit timid. But at the same time, I know what I needed to do to come to work. Those boys, like, they came to work on Terrell South, pretty much hitting them right in the mouth, smashing out football, and with the 34-13 win, playing at the Rice Bowl, that's about playing up in Clemson. Right. <laughs> Toughest play to play. You know, when you come to Clemson, you know it's it's game time, and that's about like it is, so. They, like I said, they came to work on Terre Haute South, and I'm pretty sure once they started getting an increased lead, Terre Haute just backed off. Because like I said, you have all right supporters, everybody in the community there cheering for their powerhouse team. And like I said, it's a really opposing threat to them. That it's 90% mental, 10% physical, and obviously the mental broke them down and put you know, on top. It, it, it's funny you make a, a Death Valley reference, you know, a Clemson reference whenever you, I figure you say the Swamp since you're the Florida Gators aficionado. <laughs> hey, man, uh, I'm a Florida Gators diehard fan, but, you know, we haven't been doing too real. So, I mean, there's still intimidation when we come to build him. Hey, Coach McAway down there, guys, well, he's got that program going in the right direction. You know, we still got Bama and, you know, Georgia's up, up and coming. SEC, this is going to be a great year for LSU. I mean, but he's got that program uh, going in the right direction now. Yeah, they need something to go in the right direction because the past few years that's been like, they haven't showed up. Probably like the rights in anyhow. They haven't showed up. <laughs> or Terrell, excuse me. They didn't show up. Terrell's Nobody's been showing up for it. Excuse me. Hey, it's time. all right. <laughs> do what you do. They've been, playing, cool. they've been playing tough. SEC is tough. But, like I said, there's a lot of teams to watch for in the SEC. One particular that nobody really thinks of is Tennessee. I know that right. that's blasphemy for me saying because <laughs> that's like a bitter hate with Tennessee and Florida. But Tennessee has got some good players, and I look for them to be playing in the SEC Conference Championship game this year well, against let's, uh, let's, Alabama or LSU. Let's break down the SEC and college football on our college football show here in a couple of days. I know we could probably go on the rest of the evening about yep. college football here. Yeah, yeah, we'll break that down here. We do have a show coming up uh, this week, and I'll tweet that out when it's going to be on. I hope to get it on before Thursday because, you know, some, we got some real college football happening Thursday. But we will have a show this week breaking down the top ten, the AP top ten, but not from who's going to do what from standpoint it's going to be from an over under wins total standpoint so it's really going to be a fun show fun way to break down the top 10 that way and we're looking forward to it this week back to high school football oh yeah definitely yeah me too so back to high school tri-west to modern day these are uh heavyweights here in the state right now 
Tri West, uh, I believe, kind of came in the, as the number eight team in 3A, modern day's number two team in class 2A. And this was, to me, and anybody here around town, a bit of a shocker. Tri West is a 30 to 13 win against modern day. And this is the first time the modern day, modern day has lost a regular season game in the past three years. X, what you got? Like I said, it's always different when you take a higher rank in a class and then a lower ranked team, well, two higher ranked teams in two different classes because I came from 2A school, but yet I played schools a county away from me that was 4A. It's a little bit of pressure, but, you know, like I said, it doesn't matter what you have. It's how you use it. And Right. I guess, I don't know. I don't know if that's 3A the size of those boys and our school came together to give them their loss. But I think that's a tough one. And I think they'll bounce back from like any school, you know, that games in the past, we're looking ahead to this week. Don't dwell on what happened last week because I can fall into this week and you can end up the same way. Yeah, definitely. You do not want that hangover from an early season loss, which is shocking for modern day. Like I said, they haven't lost a regular season game in the past three years. You know, every now and then they'll play, you know, they play against rights every year at the end of the year. And that is the game to watch, you know, at, at, at the end of every football season, they will lose to rights. You know, you know, they kind of trade blows every year, you know, but, an early season loss for modern day is actually pretty shocking. And like you said, that is pretty shocking. They've been pretty much powerhouse for the last three, four years. And, you know, you talk about modern days, them going to state and football and other things like that. But having not losing a single season game like that, it's a shocker. But it still, it brings you back to your eye. It lets you know what to focus on that everybody wants you, that you're up here, and they want to be that team that hands you that first ball. And then the ultimate thing is it's how you overcome that adversity. It's what you do this week in practice, pregame, film, study, breakdown, see what you did wrong, and execute on the things that you need to work on and so that you'll prevail this week and get back on the right track, which is with a W. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, that they have a tough game next week too, and uh, we'll get into this in a little bit. But there might be a an upset here in the city next week, you know, with their opponent. So uh, we'll get it. We'll break this down here, here in just a few minutes. We have one more game to get to, and our last game we're, we're going to get to here is the R2 Sports Live Cast game of the week. This past weekend was Harrison versus Indianapolis. How Harrison got a big 49 to 12 victory in this one, and I was at this game personally and just watched the. Uh, Elijah Harvey and David Felton run all over Indy Howe. I was at this game last year, and, uh, boy, two totally different Indy Howe teams. You know, I know that they've had a coaching change at Indy Howe. I've also heard that they're starting their star running back, quarterback, and receiver from their team last year followed their coach to his new head coaching position here. I believe he went to Beach, Beach Grove or Center Grove. It's one of the two. But uh, Harrison looked great, you know, uh, Elijah Harvey is just a he's a one man show. You know, forty nine to twelve and there in the first half he had three or four touchdowns. That's what you got for this game. Like you said, that's a very, very good point. Very right reliant. This young man's hungry. He was the player of the week and him coming in to the season, not as quite as many carries or yards as our tailback from Memorial, but he comes in 
with 34 carries for 302 yards, an 8.9 average, and he has 151 a game. His longest by far in just two games, folks, is 81 yards. Most high school students don't get that. Well, high school players don't get that their entire four years of playing ball. This young man has done it within two games. That's unbelievable. And like I said, they'll be a contender to be reckoned with this year as they start off the season 2-0, which is very good. Passing is almost right at 50% for the year, just off of two games. But they almost average 100 carries so far, but 500 yards and five yards, almost six yards per carry. That's awesome. I'll take that as a coach. If I hand you the ball, you get me two or three yards, and we have three down. If I got a running back that I can rely on to get me, if he's averaging eight yards. Oh, carry, leave it on the edge, aren't you? <laughs> if I was a coach, then if I can have a kid who gets eight yards, eight carry, and I'm oh, more than one. Well, yeah, you ought to give that kid. I thought you was talking about a kid that gives you uh, two or three yards a carry and you get nah. you down to fourth and one. Go ahead and go for it anyway. That'd be a tough call. Yeah, that would be. But <laughs> like I said, if I can get a kid that will give me over three yards a carry, and like I say you have three oh, or four yeah. down to get that ten yards, a little bit risky, but, you know, I'll take that all day because fourth and one, you know, they'll hand it to him. That's when you go with the fullback, let him run it a quarterback keeper. They're all expecting the main man back there to get the ball. And that's what a lot of people are going to forget. They're going to rely on going after the all-star running back, all-star running back. They're going to forget about the receivers. They're going to forget about the young kid who caught a 50-yard bomb off of a play-action pass and nobody around them because they were all watching the running back. Everybody fell for that play-action, and then over the top he went. So, Harrison's got some good weapons, and they're not using them. Crazy as it sounds, kind of like the bossy thing. Think of bossy, basketball, not football. Harrison, not so much football, track, but well, this year. Yeah, with you saying that, Harrison is our uh, our 4A defending sectional champion from last year. So, uh, you know, they might have something to say about that comment. <laughs> yeah, like I said, <laughs> been on, they've been on the up and up, and that's a good thing. Don't be just in one name sport. Have multiple right. sports that you can be reckoned with. And yeah. that's what Harrison's doing right now. They're looking to defend that title again this year. And that's a good start for 2-0 and and having a good running game. And one thing about the sectionals here is already jumping out at me is, is Jasper. You know, it's not really an SIAC school, but always the uh, division yeah. standard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what you want the sound effects of Jasper? 0-2 to start the year. You know, 0-2. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Jasper 0-2, though, it, it, it's, that's shocking to me. You know, it, it's Jasper and Wright in 4A always contends, and Harrison gets in there and gets the sectional championship from last year. And this year, now it's looking like you can just – I don't want to say you can just completely write off Jasper right now, but it's looking right like uh, Wright's Harrison, and then Central's going to jump in there to cause fits. So it, it's going to be a three-man race from all right here in the city in Class 4A. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, that is a good point you brought up. That's where, you know, they're a tough 4A school. They have Yeah, one of the best in the state them, every year, and they're just they're just down this year. Pretty shocking. They they don't know where their A game's at. 
I don't I don't know about the coaches where they're at. They're on the same page, but losing to Southridge after being up is pretty demoralizing. Like I said, they squeaked Southridge squeaked by with the last second touchdown. But start the season off zero and two for Jasper, pretty unheard of around here. I think it's been more than a decade since they started the season zero and two. If that tells you anything about Jasper, and so yeah. like you said, can't write them off. But you know, zero and two starts can't write them off yet. I'm just thinking of historical Jasper. You know, they just as the season goes on, yeah. they might just get tougher and tougher, and all of a sudden they're there, and they just might find themselves in a sectional championship game against one of our uh, city schools here. Seems like one thing with that Jasper Wildcats, they need to finish strong. Seems like they just their defense is falling off when it comes to the last fourth quarter. I said everybody holds up the four fingers. Fourth quarter is the most important quarter. Minimize turnovers, cause turnovers, take advantage of field position when you get the ball, play smart, and have fun. It seems like they're not having fun because – Well, nobody's having fun when you're losing. <laughs> that frown is on their face because they're like, what right. happened? We were up, and we just gave that up. And then they're playing the blend game. Like I said, brush it off. You know, Jasper needs to come to work. They need to come. Like I said, it's 90% mental, 10% physical. Don't give up. All right, X, you ready to jump into the uh, schedule for next week? I am. All right, quicker rundown than the past two weeks since all eight teams played teams from out of town. Now they're all playing each other. This is going to kick off the uh, basically conference play for everybody this week. Week three already upon us. You know, you go a whole dark nine, nine months without football. And now we're here talking about week three. So here we go. We're going to start with Balsey. Balsey is home against Central. I believe they're home against Central. They're playing Central somewhere, I'll tell you that. The Balsey versus Central, actually, <laughs> yeah. The, the way these two teams have come out, you know, 2-0 for Central, 0-2 is Balsey, and just the uh, the points Central's put up so far and the lack thereof for Balsey. Do you see a scenario where Balsey can kind of pull a fast one here on Central? That. The way Central's playing right now, I don't see that happening. Like I said, Coach Owen has those boys ready. They know what they need to do on the field. They need to know what they need to do in practice. And like I said, you practice the way you play. Those boys play hard, practice hard, and so therefore you're going to play hard. Balsy, struggling. I'm not going to say they can't do it because even the best of teams have gotten beaten by teams that aren't as good as them. They're going to come to play, but I think once Central starts, Starts ticking, I think Boston could just give in and they won't be able to hang with them. Yeah, they, they get that wing T going, you know, it's probably going to be over pretty quick. You know, if that offensive yeah. line for Central starts opposing their will against Bossy, and then, you know, they got to figure out which ball carrier to cover and everything, you know, goes along with defending against a wing T offense. I just don't, I don't see a scenario where Bossy wins, but, you know, they, they might get their win at some point this year, so we'll, uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing it against who that's going to be. That'll be the talk of the week. Yeah, y'all, yeah, definitely <laughs> will be. All right, well, next up we'll have Harrison versus Modern Day, and I will go ahead and put the upset alert on this game here. Yeah, I don't want to take away anything from Modern Day losing to Tri-West Tri- this past Friday, but the way Harrison is playing now, and Modern Day is always tough, and the way this game went last year, uh, this was about Harrison's game to win last year, and they lose it 
very, very late within the past couple minutes, the last couple minutes of the game. And they lose a heartbreaker to modern day. This year, like I said, it's Elijah Harvey and David Felton. And David Felton's the quarterback, but he runs just, just almost as well as Elijah Harvey. You know, they got modern day has two runners to worry about here. Uh, what do you what do you see coming out of this game here? I see since Harrison lost that game so close to last year, that's their focus on. They're wanting to make sure they execute everything. Yeah, they got that chip on their shoulder. That's a good point. And hold every – they need to hold modern days runners, not just their runners. They need to play their game. Everybody needs to do their their job, cover, block, catch, run. They need to do everything, come out and show those boys that last year was a mistake. Like I said, I think Harrison to take this one not only because of their run game, they have a good passing game, and they have an overall good team chemistry. And I think they can stick with modern day and pull out the win. Yeah, I think you might be right. I mean, I was leaning towards uh, going to the, going to Harrison twice twice in a row for a game of the week, you know, when I saw this come up. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with Wright's Castle. That was a great game last year. And I'm going to stick, you know, there's nothing like going to the bowl for a game. So this, that's what I'm going to stick with. Uh, next, we'll have North versus Memorial. You know, we talked about Michael Lindauer and, you know, the running back for uh, Memorial Kenyon Irvin earlier. Uh, I mean, North put up some points last week, too, against Andy Broadwood Ripple. They put up 57. Uh, as for me, I, I've seen Memorial play this year. I, I also don't see a scenario a scenario where North gets a win in this game. But, you know, you just never know what's going to happen during a game, you know. We break down these last two games here. We got about five minutes to go here in the show. Uh, North versus Memorial at Enlo. X, what you got for this one? It's going to be a great matchup. Like I say, you got the legs with their junior tailback carrying the team as well, and they have a pass game as well. So they're not really run heavy just yet. They're still trying to tweak out the fire things. Don't have that many passing yards, but they're like I said, their rushing yards is up there. And as far as that, I think that's a hard one because both teams are 2-0. and And when you look at their defense, they've had 58 solo tackles. They had, I'm talking about North here, North's had 105 total tackles. They usually get 52. And most of their tackles are 18 losses, 18 tackles for a loss. They've had two yeah, yeah, so if North does like, if if North keys in on a uh, Kenyon Irvin, I mean, I don't even know if that strategy will work because Michael Lindauer is a pretty good quarterback here in the city. He's got a cannon for an arm, and Memorial has some really good receivers this year. So, you know, if they're going to play the run, they're going to get burned over the top. If they play over the top, Kenyon's just going to run them up the middle. So, I don't really know what you do against Memorial just yet. That would be a close one. I think I'm going to give it an edge to Memorial, though. Like I said, defense line-wise, they've only given up. Well, the defensive line for the Huskies, they've only had two sacks that's won a game. So it's not really a team that they're getting after it. But as far as the air game goes, they've had three interceptions over two games, 48 yards in those returns. So they might cause a little havoc. So they might need to just play action, pull those DBs and safeties down, Third over the top, or go with underneath routes when they're running zone defense. I'm gonna give this one to Memorial, even though, like I said, defense wins games. I think the defense will get wore out trying to chase 
<laughs> right. Chase, trying to chase Urban all over the field. It's going to be nasty. So I'm going to give that one to Memorial hands down. Yeah, I think you're going to be right there. All right, this is the uh, our last game here. We'll, here we'll talk about this is the R2 podcast. You're listening to the R2 live. Let me start over. Do that again. You're listening to the R2 Sports Livecast. See, getting into the show X, and I, I start getting tongue tied. I start getting tired, and uh, you know this hey, next man, game. We'll talk, right. <laughs> yeah, I need to get some more stamina here. I get winded in long, long sentences. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but we're going to talk about Rice and Castle. This is the R2 Sports Livecast game of the week, and I will be at the bowl to cover this game. Feature this game on the website, r2livecast.wordpress.com, on our Twitter account, at r2sportspodcast. And uh, Rice versus Castle, this is always a slugfest every year. I look forward to watching this game. Uh, these two schools, you get the sense, really do hate each other. And uh, I'm looking, I am looking forward to Rice as a new gunslinger, Reed Mahan. I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing how he carries the torch from the team last year. Uh, you know, Evan Dye was the starting quarterback last year, did a really nice job, and Reed Mayhans come in this year, and it looks like he's just carrying the torch just fine. Wrights hasn't skipped a beat, and I'm looking forward to seeing Wrights Castle X. What do you got? A great matchup. Two teams completely hate each other. But like you're saying, they have a new, excuse me, a new quarterback that took over this year that brings a little bit of pressure, especially in a big game as this one, because everybody – and a whole state should be watching this game or at least listening to it on the radio because everybody knows about right, everybody knows about Castle. And when those two collide, it's kind of like water and oil. They just don't mix. They or don't fire mix. And gasoline. <laughs> or fire oh, and yeah, gasoline. Like. <laughs> so I think being in a bowl, rights will have a, a little bit of an advantage on them. But like I said, tough one to call because those teams are two evenly matched teams that are going to come to play offense, defense, and special teams. Can't forget about that. So this should be a great one to watch. I don't have an edge or who's going to win. I'm just going to let the cards play how they're dealt. And this definitely will be a good game, and I might be watching it with you, Rick. Yeah, you need to come out. You need to come out and watch this game. And it's good you brought up the bowl because the bowl is, is, is the ultimate advantage. Uh, for the Wrights Panthers, you know, like I said, it is a really tough place to play. It's probably the best place to to watch a game, state of Indiana, and just you know anybody that comes into the bowl, you know, uh, Wrights fills up, fills fills the bowl just about every week, and it, it's a it's tough on opposing teams. You know, they can't hear the cadence. You know, the quarterback gives out. You know, it just causes all kinds of fits. I look forward to this game being really good. Like I've said, and you have said. Two teams don't like each other. When that happens, there's going to be trash talking. There's going to be some pushing and shoving. Might be a few scuffles, and I look for somebody to get ejected out of this game if it comes down to it. If I go to this game, I'm definitely going to get there like six hours early because, like I said, (laughs) once school lets out, it fills up like that, and there'll be nowhere to park, nowhere to sit. So I'm going to get down there early. I'm going to get there before school even lets out and just sit out there. All right, X, final minute of the show. You got anything you want to sign off with? This is your man, X, coming to R2 Live Podcast with your boy Rick Riggis. Stay tuned. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that last part. I just want to throw out the uh, show Twitter, 
at podcast and uh, my Twitter account at Reagan underscore Rick. Uh, thank X. Thank you for joining. Uh, looking forward to having you on just about any time I do a podcast. A lot of fun. Thanks, man. I enjoy it. And I look forward to talking to you or talking with you this upcoming week about the games that's happened. Yes, sir. We will get out to the Wrights Bowl, Wrights versus Castle, the R2 Sports Livecast game of the week. This has been the R2 Sports Livecast. And uh, later on this week, we'll do a college football show. Like I said, we'll break down the uh, top 10 from an over-under win standpoint. So I hope you join us for that. Thank you for tuning in, and uh, until next time, see you later. Thank you for listening to the R2 Podcast, brought to you by Mad Chef Pizza. All episodes are available for download on iTunes. All corrections and complaints can be made to at Riggin underscore Rick on Twitter. Until next time. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better.